Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Travel Thursday. And we're going to take a look at the airline industry. Overall, it's an extremely competitive market, but different in a sense when it comes to the suppliers of aircraft. Now, the global market's estimated value of this segment was $413.51 billion in 2021. Okay, so let's look at the large commercial aircraft market of the airline supply business. The major players are American-based Boeing and the Airbus Group, formerly known as the European Aeronautic Defense and Space Company. Then you've got less well-known makers of large passenger airplanes. They're attempting to build a bigger presence at the world stage. Now, in addition, there are regional airplane manufacturers with an established foothold as makers of smaller jets. Then there are those companies that supply essential components to the aircraft makers. Now, So how are the lesser known or smaller aircraft manufacturer companies trying to make a name for themselves in this industry? Well, on the line with me this morning is Jean-Pierre Classon, who is the head of commercial for Asia Pacific at ATR. Jean-Pierre, good morning. How are you? (laughs) Good morning, Elliot. Very good. And yourself? Very good, sir. And what a time to talk about aircraft. But first, JP, I'm trying to understand the ATR company. It's an aerospace company, and it's a result of a joint venture between two European aeronautical heavyweights. I believe it's Airbus and Leonardo. What else can you tell us about the company? So our company has been around actually for 40 years already, and we're pretty much established around the world. We have about 1,500 aircraft flying and uh, one third of them in Asia Pacific. So, and, and you might have seen actually in the aircraft and uh, without actually kind of noticing it, uh, you know, in between Subang and Seletar, for instance, mm. or when you were flying with Bangkok Airways or even Air New Zealand or Air Tahiti in the Pacific. So we're, we're quite established and, and indeed, I mean, we are the, the, the sister company of, uh, of Airbus and Leonardo. Mm. I've always wondered if Salita Airport here in Singapore is a good airport to fly out of. Never had the pleasure of trying it. Have you? <laughs> it's you quiet. Should <laughs> you should try. You should try. And the, 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 the quite specific thing, actually, about regional airport and Salita in particular, which was very well designed by the government, is is that, I mean, there is no more than 100 meters in between the time you check in and the time you board the aircraft. Mm. So actually, when you when you when you check in to go to the, the beach, I mean, being you know to uh, uh, to uh, I mean at the time was Joman uh, or this kind of things. I mean, you yeah. could leave in the morning and, and literally be in the beach. I mean, before noon, and uh, and so it's it's quite an easy experience in that sense. You don't have to experience I mean the the hustle of uh, of big airports. Oh, music to my ears. Uh, JP, <laughs> let's let's try and understand uh, ATR aircraft a little bit. I understand you guys uh, produce a turboprop. Aircraft. Oh, okay, I don't understand what that. Help me out. It's barbaric. It is barbaric. <laughs> no, you, you, you know. I mean, so the, the, we have we the turboprop is actually an aircraft with propellers, okay. and, and people tend to see that propellers. I mean, uh, and, and identify that. You know, what we was flying in the fifties, but turboprop are actually an evolution from the jet. I don't know if you notice, I mean, the jet engine becomes bigger and bigger over the year, hmm. and that's called a dilution factor. And effectively, I mean, a, a prop is the biggest dilution factor you got. And there is no, I mean, there's no mystery why you have actually more and more windmills actually flying with this, uh, this or wind farm, sorry, I mean, working with, uh, with props, or why actually drones fly with props and not jets. Because they are more sustainable in the sense that they, they use less, uh, less uh, carbon footprint. 
I love the propeller aircraft. It's very, I don't know, for some reason, it gives me a very James Bond feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like James Bond, that's good. <laughs> the, the argument, you mentioned it produces a less of a carbon footprint. I mean, in the air, help us to understand it a little bit better. In the airline industry, I mean, how big is this conversation? And how much of an argument do you guys make that, you know, this turboprop type aircrafts really do help a lot? It's, it's huge. I mean, uh, I think, you know, I mean, we had a privilege, you know, I mean, to be able to enjoy weekends in Bali. I mean, I would say uh, weeks in, in Maldives, and that's because of aviation, right? Um, if you remove that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I would say, a terrible thing for the world. Mm. And to ensure our kids, I mean, can enjoy the same kind of privilege, we need to ensure commercial aviation becomes as well carbon neutral like everything else. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. And, and we said the tubal prop is uh, by essence because it, it flies a bit faster, a bit, a bit slower, sorry. Uh, it's a bit smaller. I mean, you can go directly, you know, into destination. You don't have to go to Kiel or Jakarta, for instance, if you want to go to Belitung or Palembang. Mm-hmm. And that actually is a great way, I mean, to save carbon. And that's why I think it makes the regional aviation and the turboprop such an interesting proposition. Mm, I'm guessing it uses a shorter runway as well. As well, I mean, so uh, it, it takes about one third of the runway that you right. have in Changi, for instance. You know, so. Oh, wow. It's an impossible situation as well, though. As you tell me this, I'm thinking, hey, JP's right. I mean, if we use turboprops for shorter regional visits, 45 minutes to KL instead of a big plane, that'll solve the problem. But the demand for travel is so high, it's impossible to keep up with the amount of people that want to travel regionally. Indeed, I think, I mean, they are very, I would say, thick routes in the sense that they are very dense in terms of demand between Singapore and KL. And so, I mean, does it make sense, right? Probably not. You better put, you know, an A330, you know, or yeah. even an A350. But if you want to go to uh, Ipo or Subang, right, and uh, in the south, if in the north of the uh, of Kiel, then maybe actually a turboprop allows you I mean, to go faster I mean, and, and to your desti- final destination. And avoiding the big hubs actually is a way to, to, to propose that. Mm. And if you want to go to Ipo, maybe you can sustain a big aircraft or... And that's actually why, I mean, that makes sense. And the other part is that you have smaller communities, smaller destinations that will not be able to uh, accept a big aircraft. In its sense, uh, a smaller aircraft could make the job. I mean, because it was a smaller aircraft, I'm curious to know how did you guys, you know, tie through COVID-19 and is ATR on the path to recovery <laughs> now? must have been hard. So well, it was hard for all, all I think, the, the aviation industry because, I mean, we literally stopped moving, right? But what's particular about the, the, the regional market is that it's essentially a domestic market. And when you have to rely on bilateral agreements, when you want to go from Singapore, for instance, to uh, Thailand, I mean, within Thailand or within Malaysia, I mean, you still had actually, I would say, the, the, the control of the country over that. And you needed to have this kind of services. And we saw, I mean, through the crisis, people in, like in Fiji or in, uh, in India, I mean, people carrying vaccines I mean, with the, uh, the, the ATR because that was the only way to effectively bring those things, you know, to the smaller communities. So we, we had a, a very steep recovery and, and, and thanks to the fact that, you know, we are mainly domestic. Yeah, so you're saying you guys are mainly domestic. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, because it's a short run. I mean, most of our market is domestic. Of course, I mean, the Singapore domestic market on aviation is is, is in existence, but mm-hmm. most of the countries actually will have that: Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and uh, and that's why I think you know we managed to kind of uh, the recovery was much faster on our side. Pardon me if I'm mistaken. If I were taking a pilot license, one of those private pilot license, I would mm-hmm. be learning at one of your planes at Salita, right? No, actually. Cause ah. So the, 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 the ATR is a commercial aircraft. Okay, and okay. And so you would need a specific, I mean, uh, type rating, as they call them, I mean, to be able to fly the ATR. What you would use on the, uh, on the, on the, on the flying school would be... Uh, 
ou à des calls euh, piston engine aircraft ah. that could allow you to learn actually. So those are those are actually a bit more much smaller actually than the ATR. The ATR carries about 50 to 70 people depending on the configuration. Because I was thinking, <laughs> man, maybe a lot of people want to be like Tom Cruise can go learn to fly one of these uh, smaller planes. But no, making aviation more sustainable. How yes. can ATR do its part? I mean. Obviously, we're still dealing with this mass demand. Is there technology out there that can help? So there are a few things, right? I mean, the, what you might have heard about, I mean, is the, what they call the sustainable aviation fuel, staff. Uh, it has been a, a, a massive uh, point of focus from, uh, for the government because this is what will allow most of the aviation, I mean, to be carbon neutral by, uh, over the next few years. And there is massive investment to be made because the supply is too short. Um, but this is something that the aviation has been, as a community, has been taking, you know, I mean, and embraced. And I think we're moving forward toward that. On our side, when it comes to the technology, I mean, we're, we have a roadmap, I mean, moving forward to allow, I would say, lower fuel burn. Although, I mean, we are already most of the, one of the, the lowest fuel burn mm-hmm. aircraft. We're working on things like uh, electrification, abridation of the aircraft, so that mm. we can even deliver, and we say, a, a more sustainable and responsible uh, uh, travel. Obviously, lower fuel burn means lower carbon emissions, and that goes exactly. a long way. Exactly. From your observation, so it's a weird picture, right? If you'll indulge me. First, restrictions on COVID were lifted, and then everybody did this whole revenge travel thing. <laughs> and now people seem to be a little bit, well, I guess, tightening their purse strings because of the idea yeah. of inflation. Cost yeah. of oil and potential mm. recession. In your opinion, your observation, commercial aviation, how is it shaping up in terms of recovery as a whole? I mean, are we really looking at 2024, 2025? I, I think we're still on track. I mean, for that kind of uh, realities, of course, there are a few adverse, you know, uh, situ- I mean, situation context. I mean, the, the US dollar, I mean, overall is higher than most of the, the currencies. You have the interest rate are going up. The inflation is something that, you know, I mean, sitting. And of course, the fuel. Uh, the fuel price is going up. But um, I think that there needs to be always a balance. And mm. uh, as you know, I would say the, the capacity comes back into line. I think the overall price will be more mitigated than controlled. And we need the MC aviation. And I think somehow we will try this on balance. Mm-hmm. The future of ATR, though, and I do wonder what it's like in the R&D department of your company. <laughs> the future of aircraft manufacturing in the post-COVID world, how do you think it will change moving forward? I think most of the of the manufacturers are, are really embracing the fact that we need to be carbon neutral. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, by 2050, right? So I, I think this is something that you know. I mean, there is we need to massively invest in those uh, in those uh, uh, in those new technologies, electricity. I mean, probably hydrogen actually down the line. Um, and and so this is where I think the, most of the, the the resources of the companies are being poured into. Now we are part of an ecosystem. An aircraft doesn't fly alone, right? As, yeah. as you, Point that out. You need an airport. You need, you know, I mean, fuel. I mean, and so this is the ecosystem that is actually taking the challenge to change. And so that's, I would say, where most our energy is because we have the responsibility of allowing our kids to have the same privilege of flying tomorrow, right? Mm. And that starts today. Jean-Pierre, it must be quite interesting to look at the future of ATR in this region. What are you trying to tackle in terms of potential expansion plans in the region? So first, I think, you know, I mean, overall, the, the, the Asian market is extremely uh, dynamic. And I think we see a lot of opportunities because, I mean, people want to travel, I mean, closer to home. They, they want to avoid big hubs and big airports. And, and direct shorter flights, I would say, are going to be more and more de- on, on demand. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are extremely strong at. 
uh, talk about Singapore, right? I mean, uh, we talked about Ipo. I mean, yeah. uh, we talked about, you know, uh, talked about you know, Palembang, but Belitung. All those places are quite close to Singapore, are quite nice places. But, I mean, we can go or you have to go through KL or Jakarta. And so I think those are the kind of things that, you know, we want to promote is let's find actually ways to be more uh, responsible in the way we connect communities and, and give opportunities of travel for the, the public. Yeah. And quite frankly, on Propel the Plane is an experience as well. And everyone loves to put an experience on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> for that, and just the destination would be the great experience yeah, as well. Yeah. I've been speaking with Jean-Pierre Clasant, who is the head of commercial for Asia Pacific at ATR. Jean-Pierre, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Elliot. Take care. Cheers. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.